Welcome everyone to the Developing Successful Farmers podcast. Today we're at Breezy Acres Farm outside of Johnstown in Cambria County, PA. I'm Christy Powell. I'm an extension educator on the business team and I'm based out of Lehigh County. And with me today is Paula Ledney and Alex Hoffman. So hello everyone. My name is Paula Ledney and I'm an educator with Penn State Extension working out of the Somerset County Extension Office here in southwestern Pennsylvania. My main area of focus is farm finances, centered around personal financial planning for both new and beginning farmers and farmers going through succession planning. Hi, um, I'm Alex Hoffman. I'm the owner-operator of Breezy Acres Farm. Um, I primarily I raise beef cattle, uh, pigs, uh, pastured poultry, and then I also grow corn, soybeans, and hay. Okay, Alex. Now, I think we may be able to guess, but who named the farm Breezy Acres and why? So I guess when my grandparents first came here, um, it must have been a nice, uh, you know, summer breezy day, and I uh, thought this would be a nice place to, to start a farm, and they called it Breezy Acres. Um, they obviously didn't visit in the winter, or else they probably would have wondered why they were here. <laughs> Should have been, you know, windy acres. So Alex, can you tell us about your revenue streams? What enterprises do you have? And generally, what percentage of your income do you get from each of them? Okay, so I got two kind of different um, categories of enterprises. I have uh, the livestock and then I have crops. Um, so the biggest one is uh, generally my beef cattle. Um, I sell probably, you know, five to six um, head of cattle custom butchered every year. Um, and then the rest of them, you know, go to the sale barn. Um, then I also started doing uh, pigs a couple of years ago, and I sell all of them custom butchered. Um, I also do uh, chickens and turkeys, and uh, they're custom butchered as well. Uh, so the beef cattle, I'd say, probably have a higher volume of revenue compared to the other uh, couple animals, um, and have a de definitely a higher profit margin on the custom butchered uh, beef, of course, generally. Um, the pigs, I think I they have the highest uh, profit per animal, I guess you could say, um, but they don't contribute over all as much because I have, you know, fewer pigs and cattle. Uh, the chickens, of course, they're um, not as profitable um, as the other two, but uh, they still help, help out some as well. Um, as far as crops go, um, biggest one is probably the hay. Um, you know, there's lower inputs and, you know, it's a nice consistent uh, revenue stream throughout the year. And then I also sell uh, corn and uh, soybeans. So, Alex, what enterprise do you like best and why? I think uh, hay is actually one that I've come to like a good bit because um, it is kind of, you know, lower on the side as far as inputs go. Um, and, you know, I can I started selling hay this year um, kind of like in late July, and I'll probably wind up selling it through, you know, kind of midwinter. Um, so it's typically been a pretty consistent source of cash flow, which really helps out a lot. Um, you know, whereas say like the, you know, the corn and the soybeans, um, you know, you, you spend money kind of, you know, throughout the year and you don't get paid um, for, for quite a while. Um, then, so with your hay operation, what kind of hay are you selling and to, to typically who are you selling the hay to? So I do mostly grass hay um, and the bulk of it's uh, in round bales. I do some small square bales, but uh, generally my customer base has kind of been moving toward round bales, uh, which works out better for me anyways, because I make most of the hay by myself. Uh, so of course that's a lot easier to handle for me. Um, but I sell, you know, to, it's probably maybe a 50-50 split between people with horses and people with cattle. So Alex, who does your marketing for you and what media channel has worked best for you? 
Well, so right now I uh, pretty much handle all my marketing myself um, and kind of do more content through like Instagram and Facebook. And uh, that's just kind of me taking pictures of, you know, my day-to-day life um, just to kind of show everyone what it is I do and tell the story about, you know, my, my products, whether it be my hay or, you know, my animals that I raise. Um, as far as doing like ads, you know, I put ads, you know, like for, for hay for, for sale on Facebook and, um, and that, that's been working out well. Um, I also have a red sign down at the bottom of my driveway that um, kind of generated a lot of, um, you know, calls for, for hay. And that, that really helped me out a lot this year, too. Now, do you foresee having to make changes to your plan as you grow your operations? Um, I think, you know, what I'm trying to focus on is trying to get a lot of repeat uh, business. So I don't know that I'd, I'd really change a whole lot right now other than I would like to get a website at, one, at some point. Um, I kind of have a draft version of it, and I haven't really finished it, you know, where it's going live yet. But um, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to there is it'd be a nice place to put my order forms. Um, you know, because every year the prices change, and sometimes, you know, the options change, you know, just as far as the butchering goes. Um, and it'd also be a nice place just to, you know, kind of list all my general prices, like for hay and everything else. So I think that would be a, a big help for people. A nice landing page to kind of direct people to. So this is a question we like to ask because it's really helpful for other new farmers. So who do you go to when you seek advice, whether that's production advice or financial advice? So one of the, I think, best things my grandparents left behind for me was a, a great network of uh, friends and neighbors. Um, and that was something that, you know, they always really made an effort to, to do was to maintain those relationships. Uh, so I'm real fortunate. You know, I have a lot of neighbors that I can talk to and have open, candid con- conversations about. Um, I mean, a variety of things, you know, whether it be cost or, you know, just logistics or anything like that. You know, I'd, I'd say definitely other farmers, you know, my neighborhood are, are a great resource for me personally. So do you find that they're best for production advice or uh, financial advice on, say, record keeping or business planning? Well, I think, you know, it depends who you're talking to. I mean, there's some people, obviously, who um, I would not want to talk to about finances or record keeping because they kind of make my head spin, you know, just the lack of um, record keeping. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I think not that I have a perfect system, but I think I'm well organized. So, Alex, why did you decide to begin farming? Um, I like driving tractors. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real great reason, but um, I do. I mean, I enjoy, you know, I think that's my favorite part is driving the tractors. That's what kind of got me hooked at a young age. Uh, so I uh, grew up outside of Cranberry, um, or outside of Pittsburgh, rather, in Cranberry Township. My parents would bring me here every summer and, you know, leave me with my grandparents. And, um, you know, I just, you know, had fun growing up in it. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I just had a continued interest and, um I, I pretty much like all aspects of farming, so it was kind of a natural choice to continue what my grandparents started. So do you farm full-time or part-time? So right now I farm part-time. Um, I have a, a full-time, you know, off-the-farm job in construction that um, is my main source of income. Um, my long-term goal is to hopefully retire early and you know, get to the farm, you know, to the point where it's, you know, going to contribute to my income more. And then hopefully, you know, I'll be able to pass along to the next generation. What do you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started out on your own? Well, I mean, I guess growing up in it, um, and part, partly growing up in it, and um, a lot of it has to do with my grandpa, you know, making an effort to educate me. I, I don't know that there's really a whole lot of surprises that I've had since I've started. Um, and I really give him a lot of credit for that because, you know, it's quite a 
big difference between, you know, working a farm and running a farm. So at, at a pretty young age, you know, I pretty well knew how to run the, work the farm, you know, handle all the day-to-day operations, you know, as far as making hay, planting crops, dealing with all the, uh, the cattle. Um, but it really wasn't until, you know, the last couple of years my grandpa was alive, he made an effort to kind of teach me the ins and outs of the business side of things, um, which, you know, I really wasn't involved in. And I'm real grateful that, you know, he was open to sharing all that with me because uh, it really, you know, made my life a lot easier. Um, and, and just all kinds of things like, you know, whether it was crop insurance or how to, you know, fill out, you know, taxes and everything. I think, you know, if, if it wasn't for him making that effort to kind of educate me more on the business side of things in the last couple of years, he was alive. Um, I would have had a lot of, I'd say the business side of it was something that would be a big surprise to me. So what do you feel are the positive aspects of farming? Um, you know, it's a very rewarding work. Um, you know, I, I love being able to, you know, to take a field and, you know, plus see everything go full circle. And like I said, I, there's plenty of things that I enjoy doing, like driving the tractors and, you know, handling the cattle and everything. But, do you see any negative aspects to farming? Sure. Yeah, there, there's plenty. You know, for every, you know, fun job, there's there's not a fun job. And as much as I love driving tractors, I don't like working on them. So, yeah, there's more to it than just riding it around in tractors. Um, I'd say time management's another big thing. Um, you know, it's 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 tough to juggle. You know, like I said, I, I do work full time, and then trying to maintain a work life, you know, personal life balance um, is uh, is can be pretty difficult sometimes. Um, you know, I, I watched my grandparents go through that, you know, to some degree, and I think they handled it well. And um, I think I tried to learn a little bit from you know what they did well and not so well. Make time to get all my farm work done, but also have, you know, time for friends and family as well is, is definitely a big challenge. Did you have or do you have now a business plan? So I don't have a complete business plan at this point. And part of that is because, um, you know, I kind of walked into a, a, a working operation. Um, so I kind of just kept, you know, what my grandparents had going uh, to some degree. Um, now, anytime I've kind of made any changes or tweaked things, I've, you know, sat down and done some budgeting just because it's easy to get carried away with spending. Um, like, especially like whenever I got into doing chickens, I did sit down and write kind of more of a, a specific business plan just for the chickens. And, um, I mean, that, I knew, you know, kind of, and working through that, I kind of understood going in that I was going to have a pretty high startup cost actually, um, until I built the coops and bought all the equipment and everything. Um, and that was a bit of a surprise to me, but, you know, I had it worked out on paper. I kind of knew going in that, you know, it was probably going to be like a three-year, um, you know, break-even period until I started getting a return on any of those investments. Um, and then whenever I started doing the pigs, I thought, well, I want to, you know, get, you know, break, I want to break even a lot sooner. And the pigs I got it worked out where I was able to break even the first year. Um, so I, I would like to sit down at some point and do a more complete business plan just to kind of, I think it'd be a good way to kind of check and balance, you know, what we have going on right now. Um, I think it'd be a great way to improve things. So Alex, what are your goals for the future of your operation? So like I kind of touched on before, I'd like to, you know, get to the point where, you know, I'm in a position where I'm able to retire early from my off farm job and farm full time. Um, and I think, you know, part of that's going to be scaling up my operation, um, and that kind of goes back to the business plan too. So, you know, that's another reason I want to kind of sit down and have more of a defined business plan because I think that'll really help, you know, guide me on how to how to scale up. Um, you know, I am a smaller farm right now. I'm farming about, you know, 70 acres. And I have 25 head of cattle. 
Um, right now, each of my enterprises are, are are profitable to some degree, but what's really eaten me is the is the overhead. I have a lot of overhead, um, so I'm getting close to the point where I'm overcoming that overhead. Um, but I, I definitely, you know, my goal is to get it a little bigger, and I think a, a business plan would help, you know, get me pointed in the right direction. What type of record keeping program do you have? So I made my own Excel spreadsheet. Um, it's not anything real sophisticated, but it's it is kind of simple and it it, it you know works well for me. I think um, I work in construction during the day, and um, I kind of copied our job costing model, I guess you could say. So like you know I have like a, an account number for hay. It's like if I go out and buy twine, you know I category I categorize that received under hay. Um, if I'm buying, you know, diesel fuel it gets a little trickier. Um, I'm still kind of working on that point, but everything kind of has its own job cost. You know, whether it be hay or cattle or equipment repairs, equipment maintenance. Um, so I, I have maybe a list of 30 different um, categories that I, you know, assign each receipt to. You know, on, on the farm accounting side. Um, the other thing I incorporated into it is um, whenever I go to do my taxes and fill out the Schedule F, um, each item also gets a Schedule F number. Um, like for instance, say, like I said, like I said, I have a separate farm account number for equipment maintenance and then a separate number for equipment repairs, but they, each of those gets still categorized under, you know, the same number for tax purposes. So Alex, this is a second generation farm. Can you talk a little bit about the farm succession process? Sure. So, um, even though there's been, you know, multiple generations involved in the farm, um, I am the second generation to actually own and operate the farm. Um, and kind of, you know, like I said, how I started off was I, I came here and worked for my grandparents in the summer. Um, and, you know, my involvement, you know, kind of went from just simple things like feeding the cows and stacking hay to, you know, taking on more, more responsibilities like running equipment, um, kind of making more decisions as far as like, say, when we would mow hay and stuff like that. And um, just over time, just kind of kept on, you know, asking for more responsibility. And, you know, fortunately, my grandpa, um, you know, gave me more responsibility. Um, you know, it was something we, I think, you know, a lot of us knew that um, I had the most interest and, you know, wanted to, to continue the farm. But, you know, we went quite a long time without really knowing how we were going to get there. You know, it's one thing for everyone to say, oh, yeah, we want to see the farm continue. But to actually make it happen is a whole other story. Um, so fortunately, um, the last couple of years, my grandpa was alive. Um, him and my dad and my uncle all really made a, a big effort to, to, to make a plan. Um, you know, so that, you know, as my grandpa's health was declining, you know, it just, he didn't just die. And, you know, now what we do, um, I think that was really the, the key to our success, um, that, and, you know, the, the planning side of it, but also, I mean, there's so many things that would fall into place. Um, I don't have a huge family, but there's enough people here that, um, you know, anyone could have thrown a wrench into it. And, um, I think we're all real fortunate that, you know, everyone does get along real well and kind of had the same goal in mind. Um, but it really made me appreciate how hard it is for this to happen, you know, in a family. Um, it's just, I think, you know, a pretty uncommon thing to, you know, to be able to do. Um, so I'm real grateful that I had a good family and that, you know, people made an effort to plan. Um, otherwise, I don't think it would have happened. So does your family currently help you on the farm? Do you have employees or do you do it all yourself? So I, I'm the sole proprietor of the farm, but my uh, family does help a good bit. Um, my brother lives with me, and then my parents uh, come, you know, pretty much every weekend. So I do have help. Um, you know, I'm pretty much the main decision maker. Um, you know, I'm, of course, the only investor, you know, and I take the profits or the loss. 
but um, you know, I am fortunate, you know, I have, you know, family to help me. So Alex, what would you like to tell anyone entering an agricultural business? What are your words of wisdom? Um, I think the biggest thing would be to try to surround yourself with um, you know, other people in the industry. Um, you can really gain a lot from people. Um, you know, some people might be more standoffish, but you know, there's really a lot of people who, you know, are, are happy to share things with you. Um, you know, I think working on a farm would be a good thing, but also um, trying to just sit down and do a business plan or just try to get a handle on what it actually costs a farm. Um, it is, you know, it can be very expensive to get into. Um, and it's pretty easy to get carried away spending money um, to get started. So, you know, I think, you know, having a business plan and understanding the cost would be a good thing to do first and really decide if, if that's what you want to do. So this is our closing question. How can people get in touch with you if they would like more information about your farm or interested in your products? Uh, so right now, probably the, the, the best and easiest way would be, you know, through Facebook or Instagram. Um, so it's, you know, Breezy Acres Farm. And um, I'm the one in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, because there's, there's quite a few of them, actually. Okay, so with that, I want to say thank you so much for talking with us today. Sharing your journey and advice is sure to help other new and beginning farmers. Thank you. Yep, thank you.